0: The Extremore Podcast, Galloway Edition. galloway edition is a podcast for runners of all abilities who want to learn everything they can about the galloway run walk run training method right from jeff himself this podcast will run walk run you right through jeff's 20-week half marathon training schedule and gently get you to the finish line of your half marathon injury free
1: to the Galloway Extra Mile Podcast, Half Marathon Edition, Episode 4. This is your host, Kevin, and here I'll show the mic around a little bit so you can see where I'm running today. It's very early in the morning. How silly of me. It's pitch dark out here. You can't see a thing, can you? It's like 5.30 in the morning today. On this run. And besides being very dark out, it's a good bit of fog this morning, so I'm trying to be very careful on laying my feet down in the right spot. So, episode four. You know, that old cliche that time flies when you're having fun? I think that was invented by a runner, because this whole Galloway Extra Mile Podcast Half Marathon deal seems to be zipping by at an unbelievable pace. This week, we're going to discuss weeks 7, 8, and 9 of Jeff's Half Marathon to finish program and within that week as those of you who are following the program already know we've got a couple of long runs with a magic mile sandwiched in there including a long run of nine and a half miles which tells me that get through this one And your next long run is double digits. That's a big deal. But you can do it. You will hear today three of our guinea pigs who have already done it. I am interested to see what they think about double digits. So, to begin with, we will catch up with Jeff back in Atlanta. Find out what he's been up to in the last couple of weeks since we spoke and maybe more importantly where he's going to be in the next few weeks so that you have the opportunity to get to wherever he's going to be and get some one-on-one time with this guy because he will not just answer any burning questions you've got about your running life he will inject your entire running life with a shot of adrenaline that I think will propel you down the road quite quite a ways. Jeff and I had a great conversation the other day, and I enjoy every one of them, but this one had some topics in it that were near and dear to my heart, so check that out. One thing I wanted to point out about my conversation with Jeff you will hear today is that I made a point of trying to cover what I thought was very, very important for you to know for this three-week period, but kept it as brief as I could. The reason for that is that I got an amazing number of questions this episode to ask Jeff. So I wanted to save as much time as possible at the end of our conversation for the Q&A. And uh, I think I did halfway decent job because you will hear Jeff answer quite a few questions in today's podcast. And then, of course, we would be remiss if we did not check in with our Galloway guinea pigs and find out how Sheila, Suzanne and Nate are coming along with their quest to run a half while we all watch over their shoulders in just a very short few weeks. So I'm going to concentrate on running in the dark for a while and I'd like you to concentrate on some wise words from Jeff and we will chat again at the end. You'll enjoy your extra mile. All
2: right, let's head over to the comment line. One of my favorite parts of the show. We have Mr. Jeff Galloway again with us today. Hi, Jeff. How are you?
3: Kevin, I'm doing great, and uh, I sure do enjoy this whole program. You do such a wonderful job, and. Uh, there's a growing community. Uh everywhere I go, it's just up in Alaska and there were quite a few people that came by and said how much they enjoyed what you do and also the, just the podcast in general.
2: Yeah, my uh, my email box is getting uh, getting full these days. So, yeah, I enjoy that too. I love I love the uh interaction back and forth with those with those listeners and they they seem to really enjoy everything that you talk about on these shows. So, uh So if it's okay with
3: you, let's do some more of it. Let's do
2: it. All right, so before we get into the program, let's play a little Where in the World is Jeff Galloway. I know that you just mentioned you were in um, Alaska recently. Tell us about that.
3: Well, that is the Alaska Wildlife Marathon Series. They have a 5K, a half marathon, and a marathon. This year they added a one-mile race, too. It's a fabulous event. It's It really, in a way, brings you back to the old days when there weren't tens of thousands of people running these things. Uh, it's run along uh, a bike-slash-recreation trail along the coast, and then it goes up inland. And it's fabulous. It's beautiful scenery. Uh, the temperature was about 60 degrees at the start and about 60 degrees at the finish. It just stayed the same, which has been true for the last four years. And I saw a a mother moose and her baby right alongside the trail. What a thrill. And then several miles later, there was a huge bull moose who was grazing also. And I just had to to take an extra unscheduled walk break just to take it all in it was just so fabulous that's one of the advantages of taking walk breaks
2: yeah i think i saw a picture on on your facebook page of of that
3: yes um yeah. the um the the mother moose and her baby were far more interested in getting um, a meal than they were in in us running by and thank goodness cuz they can <laughs> yeah. run me <you> down <laughs>
2: Um did you um did you fly to Alaska from Atlanta or where were you when you when you headed to Alaska
3: Yeah on this trip um the Delta has a number of new nonstops this year and I was able to snag a place for both Barbara and myself on a nonstop believe it or not um, about 8 hours of flying but it sure does beat having to connect through another city oh, sure. on the way back couldn't get the non-stop but uh that's okay it's uh it's it's a long trip it's well worth it there's so many other things to do up there and the people who put that event on really care about it and uh, the more you you go to events the more you realize that it's the attitude of the uh race officials and the organizers that really makes the big difference and boy does it uh, mean something in races like Alaska Wildlife Marathon in, in August.
2: Sounds neat. You, um, you've um you been to a retreat here lately, too, as I recall, right?
3: Yeah, uh, yes. Before that, we uh, were down at the beach uh, in um, Blue Mountain Beach, our beach retreat area, and it was just another fabulous time. We lucked out in that that area has been hit by a series of just rainstorms no no tropical storms or hurricanes, but just rain after rain after rain, and we most of the time it was just fabulous weather down there uh and uh you know, I look forward to seeing the wildlife I didn't really see much wildlife while we were down there; they were too busy uh in their own secure areas, I guess um, <laughs> yeah.
2: um and coming up. I've already been told by a few listeners that I needed to hurry up and, um, and talk to you, ask some questions, and get this thing posted because there's something rather big coming up in the, in the run Disney community very soon. What's that?
3: Very soon. This weekend, it is the Disneyland Half Marathon and the Dumbo Double Dare. One of my eCoach clients actually emailed me and said what should my strategy be on the DDD and I had not seen that <laughs> abbreviation before so I had to have her clarify that uh but the fact is that um the Dumbo Double Dare uh is a 10k on Saturday and then the full I mean the half marathon on Sunday so you get to experience two races get three medals one of them is for the 10K, one for the half, and then an additional medal for doing all three. And those who uh, are doing a coast to coast will get an additional medal. So it could be a four medal weekend. Well, that,
2: that's going to cost you some extra money to to haul all that stuff back on your airplane. It's going to be heavy. Well, it's heavy metal well there.
3: worth it in pride. You know, they're fabulous um, medals too.
2: A um. I got I, I to tell you, I'm sure. You, obviously, you are aware of this already, but one of my favorite people in the world, a, a big fan of yours, and a listener of the show, um, wrote me an email a few days ago, and is, is unbelievably excited that um, she's going to actually help you at the expo this year. Ann Cameron, our, our friend from the University of or from Chapman University out there. You, Anne has
3: been a, a long-term friend, and she volunteered to help out at the booth because uh, Barbara has unfortunately suffered a, um, a fracture of her fifth metatarsal. She stepped on a rock on a bike trail, of all things. But in any case, she's uh, not not advised for her to be standing up at a booth sure. for long yeah. hours. Yeah. So uh, Ann is going to come in and help us out.
2: Well, any of you listeners that are out there, make sure you stop and see Jeff and make sure you go over there and, and meet Ann, too. She's an amazing Galloway runner as well. Um, she and is I super. assume you're going to... Are you, um, you going to be um, all the, at the expo all weekend there, Jeff, or do you
3: have certain times? I will be there all the time that it's open except for times when Disney pulls me away for a few little things. So it's going to be most of the time. However, things come up that are not scheduled, so there may be 10 to 30 minutes in which I am not there, but I'll be back.
2: Well, good. Um, I noticed you've got something else on your calendar, and I'm I'm afraid to try to pronounce this, so I'm going to ask you, it's the Kaiser. um,
3: Yes, the Kaiser Permanente Corporate Run Walk, and uh, picnic it's a we bill it as the world's largest office party because a lot of companies now will use it as a fitness themed event we've been conducting this now for 31 years in downtown atlanta and um it uh is right across from turner field it, it's actually staged where the old atlanta fulton county stadium used to be uh tents um music Uh, an expo in a big circus tent, and you can still register individually if you'd like to. Uh, We'd love to have you. It's really a fun event. It goes right through the middle of downtown Atlanta after work on a Thursday evening, so it's a very unique event, and uh, it really has gotten a lot of people into fitness at the corporate level. We also give people an eight-week Get in Shape training program that gives them four weeks membership at LA Fitness. So um, we're taking the excuses away from corporate people who want to get in shape.
2: That's excellent. So if you're in the Atlanta area, make sure you check that out. And I think we probably will talk before then, or maybe right about that time, but I was rather excited to see that you're coming to Dayton, Ohio, for the Air Force Marathon, but the day before that, you're going to be in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio.
3: Yes. I'm looking forward to that free clinic if you're in the uh, Kentucky-Cincinnati area and just love to see you. Uh, The information is on our website as to where and when and everything. But um, it's going to be a good chance to have your questions answered to find out a little bit more about the program and uh, maybe to get a little motivation there. I'm really looking forward to the Air Force Marathon. i uh particularly love the service marathons the marine corps where I'll be later this year and next month after air force but um the service uh near and dear to my heart as a serviceman and to really appreciate the service that these folks are giving to us uh, Americans and it's just such a uh, an upbeat event um, I'll also be going to the um, a, a number of other um, events coming up that are mostly clinics. Uh, but uh, Iron Horse Half Marathon in Lexington, Kentucky, is uh, in early, um, I guess it's the 13th of October, and that's an event. If you live in that area, you really ought to look into. It's uh, one of the most beautiful courses I've seen. Horse country, uh, beautiful rock walls that you run by, Uh, the leaves are starting to fall. Oh, it's it's a beautiful event and really a nice event.
2: Sounds beautiful. Unfortunately, if you're not already signed up for the Air Force Marathon or Half Marathon, those events are closed out, and they never used to close out. Those are only about a half an hour from, from where I live, and so I can tell you, there must be something different. It must be that Jeff Galloway's coming to town or something. But those things closed out quick this year.
3: Well, I, I'm not going to take all the credit for that, but uh, it's a fabulous event. The uh, reputation precedes it, and it uh, is in um, in play for next year. So if you didn't make it in this year, you can do it next year.
2: Super. All right, Jeff, so let's get on to Episode 4, and in this episode, we're covering weeks 7, 8, and 9 of the um, To Finish Half Marathon program that's in the Galloway Training Program's book. And within those three weeks, we've got a couple of long runs. We've got an 8-miler, a 9.5-miler, mm-hmm. and then sandwiched in between is a three-mile run with a magic mile. And and I know we've spoken about this before, but let's just make this clear. When you say three miles with a magic mile, that's including the magic mile?
3: That is, and I'm glad you bring it up, Kevin, because um, people sometimes glaze over some of these things. There are a lot of details sometimes. In the case of listing on the program, when it says three miles MM, that means as part of that three miles Uh, you insert uh, a magic mile time trial, usually in the middle. Uh, Some like to do it at the end. It's always best to have a little bit of warm down after you run a relatively hard effort. But the minimum, again, uh, when it's listed as three miles, would be three miles. And uh, somewhere in that three miles, you have the option of placing that magic mile time trial. I do recommend that you put some acceleration gliders as a warm-up to get the body uh, revved up for whatever pace you're going to run in the Magic Mile.
2: Good. Thank you. That's a great point. And if you're um, um, not uh, not up on the acceleration gliders, check out the um, Episode 3 that we put out just a few weeks ago. And uh, I also posted a, a great video for Run Disney that Jeff did that um, gives some pretty... Pretty good detail and shows you exactly how to run those too. So
3: great. That was that was very helpful. A lot of people have used that and told me about that. Yeah, th-
2: those are those are great videos you put out there. I put three or four of them out there on the web, on the on the show notes.
3: So the, so the magic mile,
2: which by the way can be found on page 12 in our book. This is our third magic mile within this program. Um, so I'd like to know, Jeff, af- after our third one, what should we expect to see with these magic miles? And, and you know, do we necessarily want Improvement? Should we be a little depressed if we're not getting it, or, or should that tell us something? Or and, and should we be running them any differently?
3: The Magic Miles mission is to give you a good assessment over your current uh, pacing that would be possible uh, as an all-out effort, and all of that's explained on the website. So I'm not going to go into great detail here. So you can just read about it, but. Um, The um, concept in running it is on the first one you don't try to run it hard, but we're on the third one now. On the second one you want to try to run faster than you did on the first one. By the time you run the third one, uh, you've learned pretty much what the Magic Mile is about and how to test yourself a little bit. So again, you want to push the envelope some more and um, try to pace yourself correctly. One of the little secrets is uh, if you run it on a track, or you have measured quarter-mile segments uh, wherever you run, then you can learn how to pace yourself and figure out uh, if you went out a little too fast and slowed down, then the next time you hit a time that would be one-fourth of what your best time has been so far so that you won't go out too fast. And then uh, you could run the second one about that same pace. After the second one, The mission then is to pick up the pace a little bit. And by the end of your third one, you're going to be huffing and puffing. But there was one other side question you had. Should you be uh, upset that you're not improving? Sometimes there are a lot of reasons why you wouldn't improve that are beyond your control. It could be wind or or heat or uh, something going on in your metabolism. So, no, you don't get depressed or upset, you try to figure out what's wrong, and in every program that I've worked with, there's usually one bad run, and so you just toss it out, and you move on to the next one, Um, and progressively, almost everybody that I've tracked who has done a series of four magic miles uh, ends up with a significant improvement during the training program and uh, just follow the guidelines that you'll see on our website to learn about how you can interpret the results.
2: Great, great. Well, listen, we also have, um, like I said, a couple of long rooms, eight miles and nine-and-a-half miles. We're getting up there really, really close to um, to race distance. Um, yes. For those of us who who run... Um, more than the program calls for, not not distance-wise, but more days. So don't, don't quite take as many days off as, as your minimum program calls for. I'd like right. to ask, which is more important, taking a day off before a long run or the day after a long run?
3: Before, because you really, un- unless you're training for something like the goofy or, or the dopey at, uh, at Disney World, Uh, or the Dumbo Double Dare, where you need to do some significant increases in walking the day before your long run. Uh, If you're not doing one of those events, then it's really to your advantage to take the day off so that you go into the long run with legs that are refreshed. And then afterwards, you can either take the day, after the long run, you can either take the day off or you can do a very light run, walk, run, with more walking than you normally do.
2: Good. That makes total sense. Thank you. So let me shift gears just um, real briefly here and talk about um, a, a topic that appears on page 116 in the book, and that is hill training. Yes. Um, I have a very hilly neighborhood that I run in every, just about every time I go out for a run. But I'd like to know... Um, in in um in your program what is hill training is it is it and and who should who who can benefit just time for time runners or can everybody benefit from hill training and what is it
3: well yes just about anyone is going to benefit from uh hill training in some form uh the bottom line though is um You're going to get minimal benefit if all you do is just run slowly and walk and so forth up the hill. The benefit from hill training comes when you push yourself a little bit going on the uphill. And then the other benefit, if you're on a hilly course like you are, Kevin, is to practice running downhill. Um, So the, the form then is, as you're going up the hill, keep your feet low to the ground, have a light touch of the feet... Uh, take an extra walk break if you need to, if your legs are starting to cramp up or something, but then try to keep turning the feet over quicker as you shorten the stride. So keep shortening the stride as you go up, and during a hill uh, acceleration, you would actually be picking up the turnover rate. The combination of the incline of the hill and picking up the turnover of your feet is going to produce a workload that will strengthen the lower leg muscles, particularly the calf muscle, and it also helps you become a better uphill runner. On the downhill, uh, the secret form-wise that um, people tell me is uh, one of the most effective and quick learning techniques that they've ever had uh, is to keep your feet low to the ground again as you're going downhill, touch very lightly with your feet, and avoid letting the stride get too long. In in that case, you're using your ankle and you're really not having to overextend your hamstring, your uh calf muscle, uh your anterior tibial shin and cause shin splints, or your quads. A lot of people assume that if they're on a hilly course they're gonna have sore quads. Not necessarily. If you keep your stride short enough and your um, your speed under control, then you don't have to put on the brakes by using your quads, and you can really eliminate the uh, sore quads from one of your after effects from a hilly run.
2: Um, We're within the two finish program. Would you suggest we throw some hill training in, Jeff? I don't see it's not really on on the program itself.
3: Uh, it's not listed on the schedule, but uh, if you dig into the the book, uh, you'll right. see hidden away, hidden away. Um, uh, Thursday is usually the designated day for hills. And so what you would do is do your nice gentle warm-up. And then if you wanted to do some of the drills, um, that's a good thing to do also. And then after the drills, to do a few of the hill accelerations. I would start with two hill accelerations uh, walking down the hill and then add an additional hill or two on each successive one. Uh, One little secret here, you really need to do them every two weeks if you're going to maintain the maximum uh, in terms of the adaptations and the strength that you've developed. If you wait too long between-hill workouts, like any workout where you're waiting too long in between, you're going to lose some of those adaptations. So you really want to get back into it uh, at least every 14 days.
2: Great. Is is every is once a week too often though?
3: Once a week is injury? not too often as long as you're not having fatigue issues from the weekend runs or any other uh element that you overdid. Right. Right. Okay, perfect.
2: Well listen, Jeff, um I, I wanted to change gears once again. I um I kind of wanted to keep the um discussion today relatively short on the program. I wanted to hit the, the high points and like you said um, the the details are all pointed out in the book, um, so that we could have a little bit of time at the end to take some um, some questions from listeners, if that's okay. I'm like I said, my uh, inbox is getting blown up here lately, and I thought it would be a great time to catch up with a few listeners, if that's all right with you.
3: That is great. I look forward to it.
2: Well, let's um let's
3: jump right in.
2: Um, let's see, Shannon. Let's start with um. A good friend Shannon first she says hi Jeff she's doing a full marathon and then she's doing a, a half marathon about three weeks later she'd okay. like to know if you have any recommendations or advice for helping her recover from the marathon so that she can go on to the half marathon as strong as possible great question
3: it is a great question and it's something that I am hearing more and more people combining races fairly close together this one is not too close but there are a lot of people I'm uh, counseling now who are doing races every other week, a few that are doing them every week. not recommended to run uh, races of half marathon or longer every single week. There's just a growing number of situations you can develop because of that. But um, let's take uh, Shannon's situation. The first rule of thumb, uh, which applies to any time you're doing a race, fairly soon after a long one like a marathon, and that is in the marathon, you want to back off your pace so that you don't overdo it, and if you will do that uh, by having more frequent walk breaks in the beginning then settling into the pace that is um, doable for you and not overdo it, don't go out too fast, either at the beginning or the end, uh, and the walk breaks become shock absorbers to the system then if you do all of those things, you're going to tend to recover a whole lot faster than if you were to not put walk breaks in frequently enough and run too fast, uh, particularly in the beginning. So pacing is crucial when you have a repeat race. Um, Secondly, uh, it is a good idea to run a little bit every other day after the marathon. Uh, A lot of people just take a full week off and, not only do you lose a few adaptations when you do that but you you really don't allow uh, the maximum of, of blood flow and your body's uh, adapting to restore the muscle and what I recommend is to really drop back on your every other day runs after a marathon uh, to only 20 to 30 minutes and you would walk a lot more than you normally would. If in the marathon for example you did a 2 and one run two minutes, walk one, then you wouldn't want to do any more than 30-30 or 20-20 the week after the marathon. And it's always okay to drop way back and only run for 10 to 15 seconds and walk the rest of the minute. In that way, you're very unlikely to incur any increase in fatigue, Uh, but you will allow blood flow. Uh, to be pumped through the system and you'll uh, stimulate the adaptations to continue running and to readapt. Your body really gears up when you do something regularly. And if you don't do something for a week, such as run, then it's going to be harder to get back into it uh, the second Perfect.
4: week. Perfect.
3: Um,
2: i got a question here from um, a good friend and listener, Sam, in Pennsylvania. He's a little bit confused and his um question is is concerning the pacing charts they don't seem to be working for him he's he's running um a, a t- he's running 20 seconds and he's walking 40 seconds and yet he's still running at a 12 minute per mile pace which is too fast he thinks um should he just throw the charts out the window what what do you recommend well
3: the the key uh, element in pacing is to make sure that you Recover fast from your runs. Uh, And then the best way to facilitate quick recovery is to have a lot of walking into the mix. Now, he's done that. Sam's done that uh, by only running for 20 seconds and walking for 40 seconds. Usually the reverse is the way that you'd run 12 minutes a mile, run 40, walk 20, or run 60, walk 30. But in his case, he's walking twice as he is is running and so I don't see in my experience a lot of liability uh, even if he's running 12 minute miles in uh, having any uh, aches, pains or injuries, it just doesn't tend to occur when you're walking twice as much as you're running that way. Uh, there are a lot of people that run 12 minute pace 11 minute pace when they do a twenty forty like that and so if Sam's not having any aches and pains or lingering fatigue after his runs, uh if he were an E coach client, I would just tell him I wouldn't worry about the 12 minute pace. I would just go ahead with your 20 seconds run, 40 seconds walk and enjoy the ride.
2: Perfect. There you go, Sam. I got to say I'm impressed. Um a 20-40 and he's running at 12 minute pace. That's 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 rather fast for a, a twenty forty pace, I think. You
3: know? Well, you know, I do some experimenting with this myself, and I also hear from people every week who run some amazing times uh, by having short amounts of running and walking. Uh, did I even tell you what I did in, in Alaska this year? No, no. Well, in um, the Alaska Wildlife Marathon, I ran the first half with... Uh, my group uh, there in Anchorage, just a a, a really neat group. We had lots of great conversation. And then just for the half, I decided that I would pick up the pace and, you know, see if I could uh, do a a good negative split. came by the half in two hours and 40 minutes. That's about 10 minutes slower than I usually do when I'm running with with Barbara. But because she had... uh, Uh, I mean, uh, a rock-induced fracture on her foot, she wasn't able to run with me, so I was free to sort of pace myself. And I sort of set a goal during the second half for running um, around 10 minutes per mile, and I wondered if I could do that. So I set my timer at 30 seconds run and 20 seconds walk, and I uh, adhered to that all the way through the half except for a few sections that were longer downhills. And when I uh, got on one of the extended few uh, downhills, I did run through some of uh, the walk breaks, but uh, most of it was run 30, walk 20. Uh, I ran the second half in 2.06. Whoa.
2: Yeah, it was, uh, I guess, about a
3: 9.40 pace or something like that. And, um, you know, and I'm going to experiment some this weekend and also at Air Force with some other ratios and uh, just play with it Um, but you'd be surprised how fast you can run with some of the shorter segments and all I suggest is uh, just give it a try and see how it works
2: so maybe would you say maybe we're getting too hung up on on looking at the pace chart and thinking that's what I have to do versus you know maybe that's a, a a baseline or a
3: starting point and then play with it from there It's a great thing to bring up because let me just tell you why we have those boilerplate ratios by pace per mile. That is an average of what the overwhelming majority of people that have reported into me, tens of thousands on any given pace, have found works best for them. And that's over the last ten years. Uh, things are changing, and we actually will probably come up with a revision next year on some options to uh, run the same pace per mile. But right now, um, this is just an average, and you know how it is with averages. Some people are right on the average, but it's only minority. Most people find that by tweaking it at one side of the ratio or another, they may find a much better ratio for them. And in fact, this is what my recommendation is, if you will look in my new book, the Run, Walk, Run book, um, it clearly uh, offers on Tuesday an opportunity to do race pace rehearsals in which you have half miles timed at the pace that you'd like to run and you try a different run-walk-run ratio. And I I recommend to everybody in the book and and to my e-coach clients that, they go out on a limb every week and try one sort of off-the-wall one. For example, uh, at a 12-minute-per-mile pace, normally that would be a 2 and one but a lot of people run 1-in-1 or 30-30 or 20-20 and easily do 12 minutes per mile. And some even get all the way down to 10 minutes per mile doing 1-in-1, 30-30, or 20-20. A few people have even run below four hours in the marathon, nine-minute pace, by doing the one-in-one, 30-30. So you play with this. Find out what works best for you, and then you will be prepared on race day.
2: Great. Sounds like it could be fun training, too. It is. To it, it, it adds,
3: to... Yeah, it gives the the brain a little extra energy, too. Yeah.
2: Well, i got a couple more quick ones here for you, Jeff. Um, i Good. got one from Amanda, my favorite doctor in the world. She's been following. She's also an e e E coach client of yours too. Um, She's been following one of your um, three day a week training plans and has definitely been taking advantage of those rest days. And yet it seems that there are so many people that are able to run either every day or at least you know more than the three days a week or taking the three days off. How do you go from running three days a week to running more frequently?
3: Um, I have enjoyed working with Amanda and. You know, I I do have a number of professional people, doctors, uh, engineers, uh, accountants, and they really are great because they really like to pin me down for the reasons behind (laughs) things. And that's fine. I I appreciate that. I really do. Um, But the the bottom line here is that the three-day-a-week program is the minimum. And I'm totally convinced that most people can run – as well as they can run on three days a week, as more days a week than that. However, a lot of folks would just simply like to have more endorphins spread throughout the week by running more days per week, and I'm one of them. I average six days a week running, and I love it. Uh, And I miss it if I don't get my six days or seven days. So uh, the way that you would go from three days to more days a week is, first of all, block off the day before your long run or if you're doing a race or if you're doing a speed workout. That day before any of those workouts or races would be a day off um, from running. And then um, besides that, you could sandwich in very short and easy runs in between more significant runs. So it's still good to go hard easy, but you'd want to have more walking in the mix on those really off days. Let's say that you used to, to run Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Uh, so Saturday would be a day off. Uh, Friday would be the first day that uh, would, would be poss- would, what I would usually suggest as an additional day. And that would be not as much as you would run on a Thursday, uh, but you could uh, gradually increase it up to about as much as on a Thursday. Then you'd have all day Saturday to rest up for the Sunday long run. Uh, And then after you have done that for a couple of months, at four days a week, if you wanted to increase another day, the next target would be the day after the long run. Uh, Because I have found that if you go super easy on a run-walk-run the day after a long run, that a high percentage of the folks come back to me and say, you know, I recovered faster. Uh, than I used to by taking the day completely off. So I would drop back the run-walk-run to what you used on a long run or even more easy. And then uh, you could go 30 minutes or or 20 minutes the day after a long run. Uh, And then just see how that goes and build it up a little bit. But the the day after a long run is usually not a problem as long as someone doesn't have an injury or, or some type of an issue. Uh, And, in fact, getting the extra blood flow into the muscles has stimulated quicker recovery. Just walk more often.
2: Great. Um, Our last one comes from um, Denise. She's from northeast Oklahoma, and she actually called the comment line. So let's listen to what Denise has to say.
5: Hi, Kevin, Chris, and Jeff. This is Denise in northeast Oklahoma, and I have a question for Jeff and Chris primarily The program that we're doing for training for the half marathon is going to end four weeks before my actual half marathon. Can you give me some guidelines at this point? I'm in week eight and 17 is the week that obviously the marathon would be the half marathon. But um, how will I stretch that out or what should I do to just adjust my training so that I end um, ready to go? This will be my first one. So... It's all new to me. Thank you so much. I'm really enjoying the training. Doing my longest run last week of my whole life was eight miles. And I can't believe how good I felt afterwards. I have felt worse, a much less mile, with the previous training that I used. And I'm just so grateful. Thank you all for all your advice and wisdom. Bye.
3: Well, Denise, you uh, pose a problem that a lot of people have, and that is they follow a schedule, even my book or the podcast or whatever, and they come to the um, end of it, and uh, they've gotten caught up in it. It's been motivating for them, uh, but they still have a few weeks to go. and uh, So what do you do? Well, you've got two choices. One of them is right now you could uh, look at the uh, list of workouts in the book, the uh, training schedule, and you could uh, drop back a little bit on the long runs and then build it up so that whatever is being recommended leading up to the race in the podcast, you would actually be doing leading up to your actual race date. Um, So you're really just pushing the whole uh, schedule back a, a notch and then going all the way through. The other option, uh, and by the way, my programs are also on the Lolo Fit app, so you can get that uh, downloaded and it'll lead you through if you would like that. So it's a reasonably priced uh, way to do that. Uh, the second uh, option would be to use the schedule in the Galloway training book and then add... An additional long run every two weeks. You'd back up from your race two weeks, and if you, say, had four weeks, you'd do your last long run four weeks before your race, uh, as per the podcast, and then two weeks later, you'd do another long run of that same distance or maybe slightly a little bit more to be better prepared, and then two weeks after that, you would do your race. If the long run uh went as far as 16 miles, you could actually have 3 weeks in between the last long run and the race itself. Perfect.
2: Well, great, Jeff. Um I appreciate it. I think um I think that's all we got time for today. Um, have a great time this um this weekend at Disney World, and um, I know another good friend of yours and mine, Derek Ralston, will be out there, and he's looking forward to stopping in, and another e-coach client of yours, and um, touching base with you. Um, we'll have um, episode five out in about um, three weeks, and in, in that episode, we're going to talk about weeks 10, 11, and 12, and that one, we got a, a long run of 11 miles, so we're into, we'll be into double digits here soon. And, uh,
3: Absolutely, and it is such a treat to see so many friends at these events. And uh, of course, the Disney events just have more of them. But um, all the events uh, that I uh, attend, uh, it's like old home week, and I look forward to seeing all of you uh, when you can come by uh, my booth at the various expos. So I look forward to seeing you.
2: Super. And listen, on and although running a half marathon is a very lofty goal i think that i'd like to spend some time in our next episode if it's all right with you with uh, about uh, talking about finishing this half marathon and then maybe running until we're 100 if that's all right with you
3: i would love that and uh, at Good. some point we also ought to bridge uh, those who made it up to a half marathon didn't think they could do it found that they really could and then how would they move on to the marathon
2: oh that's a great question too i'll um I'll tee that up for a, an upcoming episode. And um, just to whet some other appetites, and it fits in well with what Jeff just said, um, I'm working on having a couple of guests in an upcoming episode that will discuss. Um, if you're going to finish this half, when you finish this half marathon and want to do a, a full marathon, we've got the perfect full marathon to train for in, um, in beautiful Jacksonville, Florida,
3: Absolutely Uh, in
2: January, so we'll we'll have some special guests on, and talk some details about that.
3: Actually, it's in February, but February.
2: uh, I'm sorry, I had
3: I had to catch you. I I I don't often catch you, but
2: uh... (laughs) (laughs) shame on me. I know when that marathon is. (laughs) It's fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, Jeff. I appreciate your time today, and um, say hello to everybody out there at Disneyland and have a great time.
3: I sure will, and I look forward to the next one already. Thanks, Jeff. Have a good one. Thanks, Kevin. Bye-bye.
2: Thanks, Jeff. Okay, once again, let's head back over to the Extra Mile Podcast comment line and talk to our three Galloway guinea pigs. How's everybody doing today?
6: Great. Fabulous.
2: We've got um, Sheila, Suzanne, and Nate, and then also our Galloway trainer, Chris Twiggs. Chris, how's things going?
7: Better than I deserve. Things are just great down here. I think I've been hearing you talk for a while about how the weather is breaking up there, and I think even in Florida, things are finally not quite as hot as they, uh, as they were a few weeks ago. So that's a good thing for runners. Yeah,
2: I spoke too soon when I, when I was talking about that because we had um, close to 100 degrees yesterday, but <laughs> that's okay. Oh, you know what? Oh. It's almost September 1st, and you know what I can smell right now? Everybody tells me they can step outside and kind of smell fall. I smell college football. That's what I uh, (laughs) smell. All right. So let's get started with our talk today and um, catch up with where we have been and where we're going. And let's start with Sheila. Let me remind everybody that Sheila has never run a half marathon before. Sheila, how are things going with the Galloway training program?
8: Well, it's just going great. I mean, honestly, I had a lot of faith in this program. I coming into this, I was fully committed. I trusted the process. But I gotta tell you, I did not expect after an 11-mile run that I had this past weekend um, that I could that I could have even done that or felt that well after, and uh, you know, continued to function for the rest of the day and the day after. And you know, 11 miles is not quite thirteen point one, but it's getting awfully close, and I'm feeling good, so it's it's good. It's all good.
2: It's not thirteen point point one, but you can see it from there, can't you? <laughs>
8: right. It feels that way. Tell,
2: tell me a little bit about your um your long. I think the last time we spoke, you had done like I think a seven and a half, something like that. But you were using a one one. What'd you do with this eleven mile long run? Uh,
8: well, um. I used a 1-1 for most of it, and and a friend of mine ran with me who is, um, she has run half marathons before, and she takes occasional walk breaks, but not not anything structured like the Galloway method. So she said she would do the exact pace with me, but um, since... since Chris said we could try to mix it up after the first six and a half, we were feeling really strong and good. It was a cool morning, and so we tried going to a two-one ratio for the last four and a half miles. And um, you know, it definitely felt a little harder, but we finished all right. And then when I went back in my RunKeeper and really looked at the splits and the miles and the minutes, um, it turns out our pace was exactly the same. Our pace, our minutes per mile was exactly the same when we were doing a 2-1 as when we were doing a 1-1. So um, that was interesting, a little interesting takeaway. I know it was late in the run, so we were probably slowing down a little anyway, but um, didn't speed us up by trying to run more.
2: That That's very interesting. So if you follow that logic through and, and say, well, I, I was running a 2-1 instead of a 1-1, but the same pace. Obviously, um, slowed down on the run portion of it. To follow that through, I, I just wonder, had you kept it at a 1-1, if your pace had actually would have actually been faster for the overall 11 miles? Well, that's
8: a good question, I guess. Um,
2: yeah. Interesting. I so after that was done, how did you feel? And I don't mean the rest of the day. Tell me how you felt. When you right at 11 miles when you stopped running?
8: Well, I, you know, I felt all right. I was tired, you know, more tired than I've been after any run. And I think I had a little bit of um, – maybe I wasn't quite hydrated enough. I need to work on, you know, what the right hydration formula is. Um, and not until after I got home and I, um, I had a protein shake and then I had um, – some caffeine. (laughs) I'm a big coffee (laughs) drinker. And then a little while later, I drank a Gatorade. I probably should have done that sooner. And only once I had that Gatorade did I start to really feel like 100%. So I'll tell you, I was a little off my game until I got the right mix of, um, I guess, different replenishment into my system.
2: Right. So, Chris, what do you think? What do you got to say about um, Sheila and how she's progressing?
7: Okay, well, first of all, Sheila, I'm really proud of you, really excited for you that you've gotten into the double-digit runs. Those are – it's a neat place to be to get into those double digits, and, uh, and that's exciting, and I'm glad that you got through it feeling, feeling good. Um, I think I want to go back and listen to the last podcast and find out exactly what I said, because what I meant to say – is that in trying different ratios and playing around with those, the time to do that is those short runs during the week. Um, The long run still should be at that prescribed ratio that we came up with based on the magic mile. So for you, one and one is the right ratio for your long run now that you may have a different ratio during the half marathon itself, and that's why it's good to play around with those other ratios during the week. So that's, uh, I I think, probably what happened when you moved the 2-in-1 ratio, the two and a half in one and you found that you weren't getting any faster. That's because you had keyed in on all these other runs. You keyed in on this is the pace I need to be running. So that's good. I'm happy about that. One of the things we see often is people will finish a long run and they talk about how fast they did that long run. And, um, and we feel a great sense of accomplishment from that. But again and again, I find myself telling people, when you're doing a run, you can either increase the speed of your run from what you've been doing, or you can increase the distance of your run from what you've been doing. But you don't ever want to increase both in the same run. Um, and so even when we get to... The, the marathon itself, or the half marathon itself, you'll find that you may be increasing your speed for what you're used to doing for that distance, but you still won't be increasing your distance because you'll have done a 14-miler by the time you get to that. So I'm happy for you, I'm proud of you, but let's try to hold the range in on those long runs keep it to a, a one-in-one ratio. and um, And then, you know, you've got another magic mile coming up and we may tweak some things here and there depending on what we see from that next magic mile. But for now, I think you're doing great.
8: Thanks. And I'll tell you, Chris, you probably don't need to listen to it. I'm sure that's what she said. I, You know, I tend to
7: <laughs> it, it, interpret things. You heard, <laughs> and you you know, heard what, what you wanted to hear.
8: And once you're out in the middle of the run, and somebody says, "Well, let's try this," oh, sure, sounds like a good idea. <laughs> but I'll, I'll say that my my runner friend, who I was out with, uh, is I think she's very close to becoming a convert to the Galloway method. She's she's pretty sold on it right now at this point. So she wants to do another long run with me. So I promise I'll stay to the one in one. She and she was interested to hear what you said about that. You know, changing up that ratio. So yeah, very good. Deal. good. Well done. So, um I,
2: I know you mentioned it a second ago, Sheila, but what's your um what is your next long run and when is it?
8: Um, my next long run will be in about a week and a half. Um and it will be twelve point five miles, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, twelve point five miles in a week and a half.
2: And you're gonna take your girlfriend along for this one too? Is that what you said?
8: Pro- probably, if our schedules line up, you know, it just depends.
2: Right, right. Well, good. Another convert, I hope. You tell her to um, get over to the Facebook page and like us and because and, um, I've got a couple more Jim um, Boss uh, Galloway Interval Timers to give away, and um, she might need one of those if she's going to be a true convert.
8: Good, good. I will tell her. All right.
2: Good. Thanks very much for the update, Sheila.
8: Sure,
2: um, thank let's, you. Let's move to um, our buddy, Actually, let's move to Suzanne. I'm sorry. I, I was going to say Nate, but we're going to save Nate for last. Suzanne, you with us here today?
6: I'm here. Can you hear me?
2: I can hear you. How are how are things going
9: with you?
6: Well, uh, this last week I was in Stratford, Ontario, where I was able to do the 800s. And instead of finding uh, a track, I was very lucky to be in a subdivision that had this nice flat, straight sidewalk directly across from me, and I could walk it out and figured out how far I needed to go so I'm out there doing uh eight eight hundreds, and uh the neighbors were especially the poor man walking the dog that I passed what sixteen times uh. <laughs> <laughs> But it was it was a good, crisp, cool morning. And then this week I'm in Kennesaw, Georgia, where I was uh, negotiating with Chris about this magic mile that I'm due uh, tomorrow in that I, I find it morally reprehensible to drive to some place that's flat. And the area that I'm, I'm, I'm running in this week and have been, the hills are steep enough that whereas I'll trudge my way up them, when it comes to running down them, I don't, because those tend to be the stories that end with, and that is how I broke my hip, kitties. So I, 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 really am backing down, and I don't think a magic mile would be very accurate. But, but I am getting my running in.
2: Good. Well, let's remind everybody that you've run, um, you run, you have run halves before, and you're you're oh. hoping to set a uh, a PR, and that. And in, in your existing PR is, a, is a, um, about a 238. So that's why, that's why you're doing the, um, the speed work, the, the 800s.
6: I am. Uh, now, as far as the, the PR, let's also remind everybody that I'm going to pass my Medicare birthday before this, this next one. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes it's not necessarily about going faster as it is just about not going any more slowly.
2: all right so what's your um i think the last long run the last time we spoke was about seven was about seven miles last time we spoke but but what is it now i mean your most current one
6: my most current one was 11 miles and it was two weeks ago and it was it was it was kind of sad but uh i got my way through it i i didn't get warmed up until about a mile about mile six is when I finally got warmed up and, and the body said, okay, if you're absolutely going to do this to me, then we'll have a good time on the way back. And we did.
2: Good, good. So you weren't you weren't real excited about your 11 your eleven miles. Is that what I'm hearing? There,
6: the, the first six were just, it just turned into one of those where I truly did not feel warmed up until six miles into it. And the, um, the last I, five were were not bad.
2: <laughs> and I think your your um your last long run that we spoke, you were doing a one and one. Also, what did you do on this one?
6: Still do well. I'm doing one in one during the week, and I'm doing thirty thirty on the long runs. Ah, uh, okay. Just for the for the heat, I think Chris will let gotcha. me go with a one one. Although Chicago, well, I came to Kennesaw, I came to Kennesaw, Georgia. Just as the Chicago he- got hit with the heat wave and it's been cooler here than it is up there by about ten degrees
2: that's that's pretty weird yeah um, okay so um, Chris, what do you think
7: well I, I think um, I think Suzanne is doing great also and I'm really glad that she knows her body she knows where she's comfortable running and so uh, that's you know, kind of the, the inside baseball was that as we were all calling in to the line, uh, everyone heard me revising Suzanne's schedule on the fly because she was begging not to have to do a magic mile there on the hills. And uh, and so it's great that she is aware of that and we're making adjustments. And I think that's kind of good advice for everyone. It's easy for us to become slaves to the schedule and say, well, I've, I've got to do this because this is what's written down and, and all of that, and being able to make adjustments here and there. She still has a few weeks before the half marathon is coming up, and so uh, there is still some flexibility, and it's easy enough just just to move the magic mile to another day of the week so that she can get that in and we can get some good info. Uh, she is doing a half marathon soon. It's not her goal half, but she's doing another one. Uh, soon, and so that will be used as her long run, and I'm interested to see how that goes. We'll give her some uh, some advice based on her magic mile that's coming up before that. And But for the most part, we want to make sure she uses that half marathon as a training run. Uh, races that are training runs are terrific. Uh, they give us an opportunity to practice race morning uh, nutrition, and, and and day before race nutrition, they give us the opportunity to practice our strategy, reminding us that we need to get over to the side when we're doing our walk break. Uh, if you find runners that don't like people who take walk breaks, more often than not, the real reason they don't like us is because they see us uh, taking our walk breaks, and if we haven't remembered to get to the side, we're in their way. Um, and we can just as easily be in each other's way if our walk breaks are not timed together. And and I'm in a run segment, and you take your walk right in front of me, so we need to remember to move over to the side. So I'm anxious to see how she does with, uh, with this practice. She's old hat at doing half marathons, so I'm not concerned about that. Just want to make sure she doesn't push it too fast because the real deal is coming up just a couple of weeks after that. Yeah. And Suzanne, it, it's interesting that I,
2: I'm, I'm probably putting words in your mouth here, but if you were to term this last 11 miler as, as not a good long run for you, um, just this, what you'll hear in this episode, when I spoke with, um, Jeff a couple of days ago, he, he points out, and I've heard him say it before that, um, his rule of thumb is everybody has at least one, what they would call bad long run in their, in their training cycle. So if this indeed was a bad one, then the good news is you're done. You're done with your bad one. Get that yeah, out of the that's,
6: way. That's kind of the way I look at it. And it seems like in every training cycle that the next to the last one is always the one that just totally demoralizes me. So <laughs> I, I, now All that I've right. learned that, I can say, okay, well, we've got that one off of the plate. I can I can keep on going here. Well,
2: um, Chris mentioned you're going to run a, a half marathon coming up as your as your long run. What are you doing? What what are you doing, and when is it? It
6: will it will be the fifth my fifth running of the Chicago half, and it was actually the first half marathon that I ever ran. Oh. So this will be my fifth time to run it, and uh, a bunch of friends come, so it's. A lot of fun for me, and it's a big, wide, and it's uh, the reverse of the course that I'm running for my gold half. Uh, Just and it's right,
2: right there in your backyard too.
6: Right in my backyard. You gotta love that. Good for you.
2: Good for you. Well, good luck, and we'll, I'll be looking forward to seeing how that goes.
6: Okay, I'll send you my BIP number.
2: <laughs> thank you. Are they, is there tracking in it online?
6: Probably. Yeah, there, there has yeah. been in the past years. Yeah.
2: Shoot that to me, please. I'd love to follow you that day.
9: Hello.
2: Nate, how we doing, Nate? You still with us,
9: buddy? I'm, I'm here. I'm excited to talk.
2: Good. You're up. Um, All right. Just to remind everybody that Nate has run half marathons in the past, but he's never used the Galloway Run-Walk-Run training program. I think the last time we spoke, Nate, you had done a nine-mile, and if my notes are right, you had done that using a 2-1 ratio, what's your what's your latest long run
9: um I just did a eleven mile long run and I also used the two one ratio and I as I said in my email I felt amazing afterwards
2: um, this sounds like a silly question but define amazing and you you certainly had could tell that you had run eleven
9: miles right oh yeah I mean I've done this many times i as i like you said, I did, I've done halves and I ran Marine Corps last year, so 11 miles is kind of old hat. And I've never felt this good after after an 11 miler I, I felt guilty almost.
4: <laughs> uh, did, I
9: went to the, I did got the groceries for my family. I was productive. I'm I'm gotten feedback from my wife. I'm much happier than I used to be after long runs. So I'm I. As you said, I, I I think I've gone to the dark side.
2: <laughs> you sound no, like I'm, a poster I'm child. I'm well on my
9: know. I'm well on my way, and uh, I actually ran with some friends for the the um those that have followed my running uh they would know that I ran with TNT last year, and I read saw some of them and I stuck stuck with my uh, two and one ratio and and during the last little bit I. I grabbed in one of my buddies. I was like, "You gotta run, just just trust me. Run this. I promise you, you'll feel better." So, um, so we'll, I'm working on him too. So, <laughs>
4: um,
2: tell me a little bit about if if you can remember this 11 mile run that you just finished and, and felt amazing. How does the um, how does the time or the pace that you did in this one and felt amazing compare to some of your some of your other 11 mile runs that you did not use run walk run? You know,
9: um, I, I actually did uh, my Garmin, uh, the big brother Garmin that I talk about. Um, <laughs> I've I've kept my running records, and it was a little bit a uh, little bit slower, but I I really kept it a modest pace, and just because again I'm I'm just want to get that distance, and I'm not too worried about going super fast. But I just it was it was a little bit slower than, than normal 11-miler, but I can't compare the, I mean, the, the feeling afterwards is like, wow, this is pretty awesome, so. Very
2: good. I hope I can say
9: that in my email and my voice right now, so.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
9: um, Chris, what do you got to say about
7: Nate? Oh, gosh, I'm so proud of Nate. Um, I mean, I'm proud of all three of these, of these folks. They're sticking to the plan, and they're doing great. And they're they're giving uh, they're giving everyone around them encouragement uh, to start this sort of activity to pick up this type of lifestyle. So I'm really really excited for all of them. The enthusiasm that Nate has for how good he feels following these runs is just infectious. And I know I when uh, when Nate ran the 11 miler and he sent me an email about how great he felt, I forwarded it to you, Kevin, because I wanted you to see what wonderful things. Uh, we've, we've done for Nate and helping him uh, find a happier way to do these long runs. So this is this is just terrific. Um, we uh, we're going to see some results from uh, some 800s that he's going to be doing this weekend. Some more speed work, and so I'm interested to see how that goes. as he's dialing in the pace that he is going to be utilizing during his uh, during his goal race and. Uh, and Nate also has a practice half marathon that is coming up in uh, in a couple of weekends and or I guess next, next weekend. And yeah. uh, he will, um, I, I know, Nate, I, I know that you probably feel right now that you could go out and bust a PR half marathon just based on how good you felt at that 11, but, um, but I have bigger things in mind. We have we have faster times in mind for you on down the road. So uh, at, at least for the first half of that half marathon coming up, at least for the first half, I want you to remember that it's a training run. I want you to do the pace and do the run-walk ratio that you've been doing in the long run. And then um, you can loosen up a little bit.
9: In yeah, I, uh, I know I'm going to have to hold myself back with...
7: yes. Yeah.
9: <laughs> everything because everybody's it's going to be their race yep
7: but just if if you uh if you hold back for that first half you'll be around a slower group of people after that point and so it might make it easier for you not to feel like you've got to just charge ahead but uh you know after after seven miles or so if you want to pick it up a little bit so that you enjoy uh enjoy the benefits of your training and and pass some folks just remember that it's a training run and you don't want to do anything that's going to hurt you later. But you, you have a few more weeks. Your goal half marathon is still over a month away. So, um, you know, you, can, you could recover from stupid just a little bit better uh, than uh, Suzanne could right now. So, uh, so that's why your advice is just a little bit different. Okay,
2: great. Great advice, Chris. Thanks a lot. Um, Nate, you've got this practice half coming up. W- where is your practice half?
9: um it's bird in hand it's uh bird in hand pennsylvania um in lancaster county um it's really cool metal they showed us on facebook so i'm um i'm really excited about it and uh it's amish i'll be passed by amish people and all that good stuff so i'm I'm really looking forward to to it and um i got it, gonna really make sure i hold back and at least that first half like chris chris said and um, cause I know I could get a PR right now for sure. I, I know it, no doubt. Um, but really? I gotta, I want to get, I'll just say it now. I want to get on two hours for, for, uh, Hershey in October. So I know I need to hold back now. So
2: wait a minute. Let me, let me, let me make you say that again.
9: Hershey's <laughs> yeah. your, your,
2: Hershey's your goal race and you're going to try to break two hours. Yes, that's correct. So for those of you who don't remember, that's going to be if that happens that's going to bre- break a, your 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 half pr by 18 Eight? almost 19 minutes
9: that's correct Kevin. Whoa. that's what Whoa. we're going to do
2: you you are going to want to kiss chris after <laughs> this is over you know you are i <laughs>
7: <laughs> You're going to, uh, you know I'll what for i will maybe a, <laughs> uh be
2: fine <laughs> Almost See, 20 minutes. Two hours. Yeah, almost 20 minutes off of your your half PR is pretty amazing.
9: And I did go there, so I'm you just know. going where I am uh, in my mind. So figured yeah, I would call myself good. out here.
4: <laughs> I don't
9: know if I officially told you that, Chris, but you probably no. already knew that. This is the
7: this is the first I've heard of that. And um, but you know what? You stick to your 800s uh, like we've been doing. And uh, we'll take a look at a couple more Magic Miles coming up. And then British race day, we'll go for it. Absolutely. All I'm, right. I'm uh, looking forward to that challenge.
9: And then, all, I mean, bottom line is as long as it's other, under 18, eight, uh, to two eighteen forty, 40, uh, I'm good. But my goal is two hours. So. All right. got to stand, ba- stand by that, that B goal.
2: <laughs> well, Good for you. I remember when we first started this thing, and you were a little apprehensive that, or you thought some of your friends would be a little apprehensive, watching you or seeing that you were inserting walk breaks into this. So I'll be interested to see some of them react when uh, when you take twenty minutes off of your uh, your PR.
9: Well, I, I I will say, yeah I will say I had um, a while ago I was doing my run walk run and I posted I post everything on facebook and i did whatever minutes per per mile and my buddy is like man i did that and i didn't walk at all so like i was as fast as he was without walk breaks so nice nice it's already out there
2: (laughs) well good i appreciate everybody um checking in with me today and um We will um, we'll touch base in about another two to three weeks. I know you guys have all got some long runs, eleven milers coming up. So good luck with all of that. And um, once again, thanks for uh, letting us be little flies on the wall and seeing how things are going, everybody.
7: Thanks for putting this together. Thank you.
2: All right. Talk to everybody soon. Good luck, everybody.
1: there you go episode four of the Galloway extra mile podcast half marathon edition I could listen to this stuff over and over again and pick up something different every time I am so appreciative of Jeff's time and I'm sure you feel the same way as I mentioned at the beginning of the show I uh, Really, really enjoyed the conversation Jeff and I had, as well as the guinea pigs in this episode. And I think the reason is that their training is or seems to be just a week or two ahead of mine. So it allows me to kind of look into the future a little bit. Um, Today's Friday, last Friday morning. I got up early and did a nine and a half mile long run. Actually, it turned out to be more like nine and three quarters, just because I got out a little bit farther than I had estimated. Um, but a week from today, I'll be getting up again pretty early and giving a shot at 11 miles, which... I don't know. Without looking back, I'm pretty certain it's been close to three years back when I was training for a marathon since I've done 11 miles. So to hear Jeff talk about it and Suzanne, Nate, and Sheila talk about 11 miles, um, I don't know. It just helps me. I hope you got the same thing out of it. So episode five do out in a few short weeks will include weeks 10, 11, and 12 of the program, and we'll discuss, besides another Magic Mile, that 11-mile long one. So, in preparation for that podcast, I would welcome your questions and. Updates on how your training is going so far. I guess I should also mention that I got quite a few questions for Jeff for this episode, and I'm very sorry if your question was not asked today. I obviously only have so much time to spend with Jeff, and I just wasn't able to get to all of them. I promise. I will save those that didn't get asked and hopefully tee them up for our next visit. So, until the next time, I hope your training is going well. I hope it continues to go well. And most of all, I hope you enjoy your extra mile.
0: on the Extra Mile podcast Galloway edition please visit our website at www.thegallowayextramile.com to see the show notes for this episode of the podcast you can email us with your feedback about the show at thegallowayextramile at gmail.com if you would like to send us your audio comments about the show or have questions about Run Walk Run please send an audio file to thegallowayextramile at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you thanks very much for downloading the show and we look forward to joining you again soon on the next edition of the Extra Mile Podcast Galloway Edition